Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place. Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Colon. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Uh, oddly okay. Uh, <laughs> just uh, oddly okay, man. We're moving moving on to New York. Yeah, so we, uh, we, we, we won in Los Angeles against the Chargers. We... We went to New England on Sunday night in week two and beat the Patriots. We completely dismantled the Denver Broncos in our home home opener week three. And here we are in week five, Chris. It's uh, it's going smooth. It's going well. Um, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about whatsoever. If you're a Miami Dolphin, that isn't a perfect bill or following the Miami Dolphins on any level. Did I miss anything? Did I forget anything in that season recap? Um, Sam, are you saying we had a bye week week four? I'm saying I don't know what happened week four. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know anybody knows what happened week four. It certainly wasn't the team that uh, we know and love uh, from weeks one through three. But uh, no, obviously the Miami Dolphins lose to the Buffalo Bills again in Buffalo again. And it wasn't even close again. Uh, you know, Tua wasn't bad. Um, but everyone else other than Devon Achan kind of was, Chris. I mean, we got outcoached. We got... Uh, beat on defense we got beat on offense we got beat on special teams it, it was a routing and uh there's no you know one singular injury or i mean if you had jalen ramsey and you had connor williams playing in this game with everyone else i don't think it matters it uh it was just they were better than us on that particular day yeah eye opener for sure um i think we both talked about this and can agree that if we said preseason we're gonna start the year three and one with three uh, wins, two of them being on the road, all against AFC teams, one against a divisional opponent. We'd take it. Um, yeah. Buffalo came in there pissed. Yeah. I think they're sick of hearing about us. They're sick of the 70-point talk. Um, they're still proving the Jet game was a fluke, and they came in there and just beat the absolute fucking piss out of us and um, didn't stop. Like It was just yeah. the whole game. Uh, we, we, we scored twice in the beginning, and I thought it would be a shootout. Um, and then we stopped shooting um, and they continued shooting. They even uh, Stefan Diggs did a uh, stone cold Steve Austin <laughs> beer chug. Uh, I don't know where we've seen that recently, but I'm hoping that I wasn't the inspiration for that shit talk. Um, I you know, don't want to flatter myself in thinking that was, but it was just oddly fucking specific that he did that. Yeah, I mean, you you texted me when that happened. Like, is Stefan Diggs listening to our show? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know every single person that listens to the show. It's very possible that he picked it up this week and was like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna if I score, this is what we're going to do. The problem is, like, Stefan Diggs scored so often, Chris, that he could have done every wrestler celebration uh, from Hulk Hogan on because he was in the end zone constantly we just had no answer for him we had no answer for josh allen um you know again from a coaching perspective mike mcdaniel uh going forward on fourth and inches with a shotgun pass 
you know, it's that's the type of stuff that scratches your head and you go, you know, you're running the ball. You've got a guy who's got over 100 yards already. Why aren't you turning around and or just, you know, doing the tush push like the Eagles do and getting that first down? It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't change the outcome of the game. But you still like to see uh, coaching execute good decision making. And it just didn't happen in that game. But there's nothing you can do. Lick your wounds. Get out of there. The good news is we watched the New York Giants on Monday night, Chris. And I think you and I both uh, basically took, you know, the stance of, Oh, it's not going to be fun to be a New York Giants player or fan uh, this next week because uh, what the Buffalo Bills did to the Miami Dolphins, I feel like the Miami Dolphins are getting ready to do to the New York Giants. Um, it's uh, We're going to get into the preview and why we hate the New York Giants. But uh, before we do, I must say um, that football is back. At BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and the Super Bowl, where possibly the Bills will be, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Chris, uh, let's start talking about week five because uh, we got to get in the shower and wash the buffalo bills out of our hair down our back through the middle of our butt crack and down into the drain you know what i'm talking about uh because it's now time to talk about the awful and i mean awful new york giants coming to miami to a beating near you in my opinion but let's talk about why we hate the new york giants are you ready to talk about why you hate the new york football giants chris there's a few things i can do without even really thinking or planning it um talk hang out play video games drink beer hate on anything in new jersey so yeah i'm absolutely ready well, let's do it let's talk three things of why we hate the new york giants christopher Cullen, why don't you do the honors and go first i will go first i will start with prefacing that i appreciate what they did for the miami dolphins twice by beating the new england patriots one time of course saving our perfect, perfect Ville um, show name, <laughs> keeping us perfect. I, I will start with that. But I will start with why I hate the New York Giants. First, I hate Tiki Barber. Mm. The way he ran the ball up on his chest with his stupid, gigantic uh, elbow pads, um, not even the best of the Barber twins. Um, Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, I mean, his brother's in the Hall of Fame and the other one's not. So I'm just saying. Um, hey, Tiki Barber, Plexico Burst shot himself like Cheddar Bob. Uh, just really weird set of characters there in New York. So I just hate that whole like aura of what that is. Odell Beckham, you know, like getting shit on. He gets shit on his chest. He's on a boat. They suck since then. Um, just all kinds of different things. But of that, it just in general, the players the last 20 years uh, yeah. on that team are just oddballs. Yeah, I hate that they have that New York, you know, media following them and, and pumping them up to be something than they are. But, you know, they did win the Super Bowl twice in the Tom Brady era where we did not. So, like you said, they did give us a solid there. But I do hate the fact that they have, like, in a weird way, they've had really good running backs over the years. Um, and usually a good running game means you're going to be good. But Tiki Barber being one of them, I would agree with you. Saquon Barkley, who is probably going to play in this game, looks like he's coming back. Uh, just a fantastic running back. Oft injured, of course, but... uh 
a fantastic running back. And that's something the Miami Dolphins are going to have to figure out how to stop, which I think they will in this game, but uh, especially with him coming back after a high ankle sprain and missing two or three weeks. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's oddly weird that they have all these characters and they're pumped up to be something maybe more than they are, uh, especially people like you said, Plaxico Burris and, and others. But uh, yeah, no, that's a good reason to hate them. I hate the fact that they're the New York Giants and they're in New Jersey. Let's just talk about it. I mean, the New York Jets are the same way. Now, you can mention that the Miami Dolphins maybe aren't in Miami specifically, but at least they're in the same state. I mean, at least they're in the same county. I mean, if you look at uh, what the New York Giants are doing, they're completely disavowing the fact that they are in New Jersey and not New York at all. Um, it's very odd. It's very weird. I don't like it. And uh, I think the fact that they associate with the Jets makes me hate them more than I probably should because I should be a fan of the New York Giants for a bunch of reasons. Number one, what you talked about, what they did to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl twice. Number two, what they did to Joe Montana in the early 90s as me as a Niner hater, I should still appreciate who they are. Uh, number three, I mean, Bill Parcells is one of my favorite iconic coaches of all time, although he didn't really do much for us when he came to us. Maybe that's a reason to hate the New York Giants. They gave us not only Bill, uh, Bill Parcells, but also Bill Belichick. But uh, yeah, I hate the fact that they don't own the, even the state that they're in. Like if you're from New Jersey, you know, put a cigarette out on your own face and say proudly, I'm from New Jersey. I, I don't know. Why, why did they do that, Chris? Well, considering most of them all move after 50 years old to North Carolina, because I meet all of them, uh, they're super proud of being from New Jersey. New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. How you doing? The Sopranos are out there. Go back. Why are you here? Like, why are you in the South messing with my sweet little nice folks that hold doors open for you? And you come in, you're like, I need to see a banker. And like, there's New Jersey grossness. I don't know why they don't own it because they're so proud of it when they're in front of us and then and around other people where they're from. I'm from New Jersey. Okay, cool. Go eat some cup of coal and get the hell out of here. Why else do we hate the New York Giants, Chris? Explain. Oh, man. Well, I hate the Giants' helmet. I hate their old 90s helmets that Phil Sims used to wear, and they brought it back for some reason, and it literally is just in block font Giants across their helmets. Like, I just... The color scheme is a weird blue. It's not even, like, a cool blue, like, old Mrs. helmets or anything. It's just... The helmets suck. The uniforms suck. The blue, red, and white is is super like just generic, create a team uh, that anybody can do that a five year old put together. And why are they the Giants? They're not big. Like they're not huge. They're normal size. And can they get a running back with a normal name like Saquon, Tiki? Like just just a lot to hate. Other than them beating the Bills in the eighties and the Patriots twice. But uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, and Eli's overrated. Peyton's well, way funnier. I, 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 it's funny you mentioned that the you you don't like the helmets and you know that they're not giants. Their stats are not giant either. I mean, <laughs> do you know what Daniel Jones's uh, passing yards are this year so far? Without at, looking, at least two. That is technically correct. He's at 765 yards passing. I'm pretty sure Tua did that against the Broncos. I mean, Tua's at like almost double that, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's at. 1300 if i'm not mistaken uh Close. do you know who their yeah, leading, leading rusher NFL. is you know who their leading rusher is um i don't know their name no other than saquon barkley it would be daniel jones their quarterback <laughs> is also their leading rusher that's not a good sign for your offense saquon we barkley would know second. ryan fitzpatrick was yeah. our leading rusher a few years ago 
Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley is second at 114 yards. Daniel Jones has 173, but Saquon Barkley is averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Matt Breida, who's his backup, who does have a normal name, former uh, he is third, and he's averaging 2.9 yards per carry. And They're not running the ball. started the last two the last games. Two. Yeah. He yeah. He, and, and it's not going well. Um, I, I think the only one that might have anything worth their salt would be uh, – Darren Waller, their tight end, he's their leading receiver at 153 yards. Tyreek Hill had that in the first half of the first game. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is not an offense that scares me. It doesn't scare, you know, this Miami Dolphins defense. Although I I have a bone to pick with Vic Fangio, which maybe we'll talk about and probably should talk about. But uh, even that aside, this should be a game where the Miami Dolphins walk away with a victory. We should be leaving four and one and going. Uh, a little bit north to talk about the Carolina Panthers in week six. I don't want to overlook the Giants because, you know, the Giants played the Niners at least one quarter decently. And if they do overlook it, then that's all it really takes to all of a sudden, you know, you're looking up and going, oh my God, we're in a dogfight with the Giants. But I think even Bet Online has the Miami Dolphins as what, 10 and a half point favorites? Yeah. Uh, you don't see lines of double digits very often in football, especially. Uh, you know, coming Miami off a Dolphins favor, yeah, coming off a loss in with the Miami Dolphins favored by 10 and a half or whatever the line is right now. But that's how bad I mean, look, if we win by 10, I'm going to consider it a disappointment. I'll put it that way. Agreed. I'm taking over this all day. Um, if you listen to the coaches speak for the Giants the last uh, day or two, uh, Wink Martindale <laughs> literally goes into this whole thing about how his wife called him and asked how he's doing. And he said, I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm up every two hours. I'm going to the bathroom and I'm crying. And I'm trying to go back to sleep because this team, as he compared it to, is the greatest show on turf, supersonic. Like, yeah. even faster, even better. Um, he literally admitted, he told his defense, plays are going to happen. They're going to make plays. Like, it's going to happen. We have to just try to get a stop. Try to get one stop. That's all they can do. And then Dable comes out and he's just gushing over to It's almost like he was like kind of sideways you know you know going after daniel jones or what a quarterback should look like should right. perform like um so yeah it's <laughs> even the coaches are like this isn't gonna be fun <laughs> no and well and brian dayball knows Tua, right i mean he was this offensive coordinator at alabama so if there's anybody that's going to praise Tua, it's going to be the guy who was you know a part of the most successful era of Tua's career so far and that was when he was at alabama so that doesn't surprise me the wink martindale which by the way has got to be a fake name right wink martindale's got to be it's like a game show name um but i love the quote you know he's having fun with it but i love the fact that he's pretty, pretty much told defense you guys are gonna get burned there's not a whole <laughs> lot i can do i apologize but he's right i mean look at these defenses. you thought those offensive stats for the giants were were small you know how many sacks this team has so far this season chris the giants or us the giants three oh, that- four yeah they they four. Was there. yeah you know how many uh you know how many interceptions they have guess how many interceptions they have one none how many fumble recoveries do they have? None. None. They've forced one fumble that was recovered by the team that they forced the fumble on. They have zero turnovers on their defense. They're not turning the ball over to their offense. And when the offense does have the ball, they're not moving very often. Uh, this is going to be uh, a nightmare game for the New York Giants, in my opinion. The offense for the Miami Dolphins needs a get-right game. They need to go out there and prove it. Everyone's looking at them after the Bills embarrass them. 
They're going to go up against a New York Giants defense that doesn't have a lot of success rushing the passer, that doesn't have a lot of success in turning the ball over against a quarterback that doesn't really like to turn the ball over very often and the number one rushing team uh, in the league and the number one passer in the league. Uh, I mean, it's a recipe for like, if you were going to predict a 70 to 20 score, I would have picked this game, not right. the Denver Broncos. Now I'm not suggesting they're going to score 70, but I think this is a game. When you look up at the end of the game, you're going to go, Oh, look, the other guys for the dolphins and their backups had, had stats too. I mean, this is a Mike white comes in in the fourth quarter type of game. In my opinion, it, it, it should be. If we're the different team, we thought we were leading into Buffalo. Um, Buffalo is a whole nother monster. They're one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, they had a hiccup on the week one. And I think the whole Aaron Rodgers thing through everybody's momentum, kind of like in the air, the, the preparation, things changed. Um, but they're an incredible team. We know that we knew that. And we're going to have to just get better by the time we play them again. Um, Charlotte almost just tripped again on our show live. Oh, that would have been unbelievable. Um, that's one of my favorite like can i tell you my top like my top three moments i'll give you two of my top three moments of this uh -huh. show number one yep. charlotte falling down the stairs audibly <laughs> on the show and you glaring at her for interrupting a <laughs> show with the eight show listeners with my garage band microphone hanging <laughs> and not on top of that not only did she fall she was so upset that she had interrupted us. Like she's such a nice person that she's like, I'm so sorry. Even though like it's the <laughs> least of the worries. It wasn't even like a lot. It would get to just hit pause and start it over. That was one. That's not, that's like one of the very top moments of this show. Like uh, by far. Another yeah. one was one that bug landed on the microphone for you. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And you're just, just talking You're in the middle of a rant and this bug just shows you're up like, on the mic. And I, I saw it. I could see it. From Carolina to California through the camera, and then you saw it, and your eyes bugged out, and then we talked about the bug for like forty-five minutes on the show. That's uh, my that's my favorite moment of the show in seven years. That one right there, literally. That, that um, I'm, well, I'm glad, I'm glad both involve uh, my wife and my cleanliness of my house. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you're in the South; bugs are everywhere. I mean, what are you? Gonna absolutely, do? you're 100 right about that. And we call them New Jersey people. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> getting back to it, you're right. Like, this is the game where we need to go okay this is a team we're supposed to beat and we do it previous dolphins regimes and teams lose of these teams are like go to overtime and barely win this isn't one of those we should have that happen mike white should get some playing time like you said and we should actually come back um get right game like you said and give our home uh, fans a really good showing and i think they're going to do that yeah, I mean, I think that the thing that could hold us back, honestly, is if Connor Williams does not play, um, he's going to be a game time decision. He was limited in practice today with that groin injury. Groin injuries are tough. I mean, uh, I, I think <laughs> it's funny. Last year, we're talking about Xavier Howard having pulled multiple groins, and now we know that that's the truth because he's got 87 women pregnant at the same time. But, <laughs> you know, if Connor Williams isn't in, that means you're looking at Liam Eichenberg once again God, at center, garbage. which is not what we want. It's not what we need. Uh, did you see online, Chris, that, that somebody outed his burner account? His burner? You, yeah, uh, I did very, see that. Very that's... challenging. He's a very challenging <laughs> individual that we have playing backup center for the Miami Dolphins. But, you know, he's he's indirectly responsible for Teron Armstead now being out for multiple, multiple weeks with yet another injury because he couldn't block his man. And that man rolled up into Teron Armstead, who then, of course, hurt his knee. 
Um, Toronto Armstead's not going to play in this game. Uh, the good news is Deshaun Elliott seems like he's coming back. I didn't realize how much of a captain this guy was in terms of making sure that the secondary was where they're supposed to be until he was out this past week against the Buffalo Bills. So uh, Jalen Phillips is limited. Uh, a lot of people are limited, but it looks like a, a lot of the folks that we need to play will play. Uh, Connor Williams is going to be a game-time decision. That would be really the only caveat. Uh, we're dealing with Kendall Lamb, who's been okay at, yeah. at left tackle in Toronto Armstead's stead. Um, but Connor Williams being out, man, does that put a wrinkle in what we want to do offensively in terms of blocking, uh, giving to a time, and having uh, the Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan show run wild uh, yet again. Yeah, and this is the one bone I have to pick with Chris Greer and how he's handled uh, the last couple of years. If it's every fan that realizes our offensive line is the problem and like you're still coming out and you're like, yeah, you guys are worried, more worried about it than we are, what are you watching? Like, What game are you watching? It, it, it's comical. They don't even look like they're competently good at standing in front of someone, let alone blocking them. Like... There's the memes online with Liam. Um, I don't know what happened to the guy in Notre Dame. Gave up like two, three sacks, something like that. Like for four years. Like how is that possible? Like these guys, he's playing against. I'm sure he played more than two or three plays in those four years. <laughs> I, I guess not. I, I I don't know how how that can change so quickly with a a position and and a skill set of that, such as just moving your feet and putting your hands up and blocking somebody. Like how do you? Just stop being good at that when yeah. you've done it against ACC opponents, against Clemson, against uh, you know uh, Florida State, and against these teams. Like, and now those same defense alignment are now the NFL linemen, and you can't do it all of a sudden. I, I just don't. Uh, he's just not it. And no. the fact that he is our option as backup center is is uh, scary if we want to get further than the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and I know we signed another true center uh, this this past week, and I think that's telling of where we're at with maybe Connor Williams and, of course, Liam Eichenberg. They're getting ready to move on from him. They just have to. And I think there's some maybe some chatter this offseason. No, no matter how far the Miami Dolphins go, you, you have to start looking at options beyond Toronto Armstead. Here's the scary thing, Chris. This offseason, Kendall Lamb is going to be a free agent. Isaiah Wynn is going to be a free agent. Robert Hunt is going to be a free agent. Austin Jackson is going to be a free agent. So we're starting to finally see decent O-line play. Connor Williams is going to be a free agent, by the way. Um, we're finally seeing decent O-line play when they're healthy and they're all possibly able to leave. I mean, that's just, that's the most frustrating thing I've, I can imagine as a Miami Dolphins fan right now. But, you know, that's at the end of the season right now. We're talking about the New York Giants. We're talking about the Miami Dolphins. We're talking about week five, the get right game for the Miami Dolphins against a really bad New York Giants team right now. I wonder if we will see uh, Terod Taylor, who is a Dolphins killer, by the way, come into this game. He is guy. the backup QB for the New York Giants. It looks like Brian Dayball might have had all he could handle when it comes to the uh, fake Eli Manning there. <laughs> did did you Jones. see him disgustingly just throw the iPad when he threw that pick? Like He just was like, Oh my god! Like I should have yeah. went to Tua. Like, what am yeah. I doing here? This is this is stupid. I could have been the fat coach that Chris and Sam wanted instead of Mike McDaniel, but I decided to to come here instead. Yeah. Well, look. Here's the thing. We're, we're both predicting a Dolphins win, so we'll get to the score and how much they're going to win by in just a second. But uh, the drinking game. You know, the, the 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 Dolphins didn't go our way for the Bills game, but the drinking game I think was completely bingoed out, blacked out. Uh, before the game, Chris, last week's bingo card was pretty much marked <laughs> off during the pregame show. So yeah. uh, I texted you are. at twelve fifty eight and said, yeah. drink. "Drink." They already showed the Bills chicken. fans with a stupid chicken wing hat. Yeah. 
So uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and do it. Third week in a row, race to get it ready because uh, the bingo game, the bingo drinking game for the New York Giants and Miami Dolphins. Chris, what are we drinking to this week? If you see New York Giants colors in the crowd that are like, they're like, they're emphasizing there's a lot of Giant fans at the game. Drink. Absolutely. Yeah. The snowbirds going to Florida. I think that's a good one. How about uh, if they show Bill Parcells as a Giants coach and a Dolphins GM, you drink. Love it. Um, if they mention the Giants beating the Patriots to save the Dolphins' perfect season, drink. Absolutely. If they show Brian Dayball and Tua Tungabailoa and announce that he was the OC for Tua in college, drink. Um, if they show footage of Daniel Jones at Duke, drink. <laughs> if they show Daniel Jones next to Eli Manning or Daniel Jones next to Tua on some sort of split graphic on how they're doing, because I believe they came into the league at the same year, you drink. Yeah, if which you, apparently Chris is looking at right now. I'm doing that right now. Uh, somebody speak. mentioned Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if they mention the 86 Super Bowl with the Giants winning via wide right from Buffalo drink. I believe that was like 91, but not, <laughs> not 86, but that's okay. Um, all right. So if they, let's see, what else could we do? Let's see. We talked about Brian Dayball. We talked about Tua. We talked about uh, the snowbirds in the crowd. Um, is it too one. early for the playoff push, Chris? You think they would show path to the playoffs probably not that's probably too early i think that's a stupid one that, that, think, that shouldn't happen i think we're getting like the a squad too we're getting kevin harlan no no that's the panther game we're getting kevin harlan but uh um i got i got one they show okay. thibodeau's draft video of him getting pumped up with the kid um they show footage of thibodeau doing that um drink because that means okay. he got a sack or something all right how about this how about um because if, if i remember correctly if they show Larry Zonka as a Dolphin and a New York Giant, you drink. Yeah, and he's got that uh, the little ring down on his face mask. I got yeah, one. If they, zoom, the if they zoom in awkwardly and for too much of a time to Saquon Barkley's ankle, mm. drink. There you go. If they... Uh, if they shit, I don't know. This is hard. If they, if they shum, somehow, some way crowbar peyton manning eli manning and dan marino together somehow tying that into the giants and dolphins i guess you got to drink um if they play football drink that's the uh free the free square yeah if they show the dolphins kicking the crap out of the broncos and then getting their ass kicked by the buffalo bills and some sort of hair one week to the next hot than your cold type graphic you drink that's a good one they've actually mentioned that teams have scored 60 plus points or something or one in six the next week yeah. so yeah. they show that graphic absolutely drink well these are good these are good well I, I think we have enough for race to put together a nice bingo card this one's going to be tough we might be a little bit sober at least by by the bingo game standards by the end of it chris has another one it looks yeah like. one more let's finish with this one if they show okay. a ridiculously dressed bills uh giants fan in the crowd i'm talking like some kind of a weird macho man hat with giant colors it, it, you drink like i'm just sick of seeing these mascots 
I feel like uh, Chris knows a guy who's going to the game dressed as a macho man. Giant. Fuck you, David. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have our predictions for the drinking game, but we need our predictions for the game, Chris. Let's hear it. I know you're going Dolphins. I know I'm going Dolphins. Uh, how much are they winning by? What does it look like? Yeah, I'm feeling something like 45 to 13. It's going to be high scoring. Um, they're going to get one or two lucky ones, maybe kick return, putt return. I don't know, but, uh, I'm not worried about Daniel Jones. I'm not worried about this offense, even with Saquon, um, because a, they're not going to be able to stop us from scoring enough to where their run game is even relevant and B he's not hundred percent. And yeah. our defense, I think is a little embarrassed coming off of that loss last week. And we're going to have the home field advantage, the heat. They're going to be in their dark blues or whatever. It's going to be, it's going to be a fucking boat race. So 45, 13 fun day to be a doll fan. And if you're like me, uh, banker holidays, I have the Monday off following. So I will be getting tanked and watching the dolphins win a very handsomely victory. Wait, why do you have Monday off? Uh, indigenous people slash Columbus day. Oh yeah, we don't do Columbus Day anymore, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> Charlotte and Zach have to go to school and work, and I'm off. So, are you gonna be a dick about it and just to kind of like wave to them as they? Uh... No, I already said I'd take Zach to school. <laughs> like I'm still gonna wake up and take him. I'm gonna come right home and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch, like my wife did, watch Lord of the Rings all day. What a what a fucking gem. Well, it's going to be 88 degrees in Miami on Sunday. Um, at 10 a.m., it'll probably be a brown 85. It's going to be moist. It's going to be gross. Did you say and a brown 85? It's going to be around 85, <laughs> but possibly also a brown I wanna, 85. Are you t- calling, yeah, weather terms and say, calling it like a color, like it's a shit 85? That's a brown 85. <laughs> it's going to be a red 88, man. Wear some sunblock. Uh, 77% humidity, by the way. So it's going to be hot and moist. Sneaky. Uh, I got it 35 to 14. Not not too much different than what you got. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. 38-14. Jason Sanders gets himself a, a field goal at the end just to mess with everyone. 38-14. This is a get-right game. This is get-right Miami game. Week 5, Miami Dolphins win. New York Giants lose. Chris, anything else you want to say before we get out of here on this very special Week 5 preview? Yeah, I want to call Miami it right Dolphins. now. This is Waddle's best game of the year Sunday. He's coming out well, with a bang. He's going to be the player of the game. I'm going to need him to because in my other fantasy league, the League of Ordinary Gentlemen, uh, I have Waddle and I've had him for three years and he's not doing anything for me, Chris. Uh, although I have to say, I actually won in the okest fantasy league ever this week, uh, as did you. So we can talk about it. With uh, Montgomery on the bench and he got me 34 fucking points. But uh, I, yeah, I got a Chan. He's starting for me this week. I'm feeling good Absolutely. about the about the uh two three-point victory i had uh closer games than they should have been i'm one and three right now i sh- i easily could have had uh you know two and two um three and one so yeah excited about it <laughs> i fixed my lineup today i remembered it's thursday yeah i'm uh i'm one and three as well with my first victory of the of the year against a former league champion jeremy hagan but uh i still think i'm projected to finish dead last in this in this league so uh that's all i really want to get for liking butterflies fucking weirdo. i hate butterflies i can't wait for the week where we play the butterflies i'm gonna have so many things and reasons why i hate the butterflies is that a team the butterflies no okay yeah i think you're in wisconsin there it is the green bay butterflies all right well uh, with with that being said on behalf of chris cullen the two-time yes two-time hall of famer and good doctor myself sam marcu the entire 
Network of Believe, presented by BetOnline.ag. The only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.